All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. Oh, it's good to have you here today. It's one of those deep side kind of days. And I guess we're at the end of the week too. So a deep side kind of week. Lots going on. And uh, I appreciate your patience. For those of you that were waiting for us to go live, we ran into some technical issues, some audio issues. I think we resolved them. It was kind of a funny scene though. We're, we're kind of grasping for different accessories. Um, I accidentally burped into the mic without muting myself. It was a good combination of exciting things. But we're here and we're making it work now. And uh, I think we're going to be good to go. So I'll introduce our brand new guest here in just a second. For those of you that are live streaming, don't be shy. Make sure as we get into this conversation today to ask questions. I'm genuinely curious um, about this conversation with our guest today. And so I'm going to be asking questions, certainly. But don't hesitate to do the same. Comment on maybe your experience. Uh, as it relates to the topic. And then for those of you that are listening to this after the fact, the audio version, come join us sometime. If you follow us on Instagram at Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast, you can keep up to date with the upcoming live stream and come be part of the show as well. All right. Well, on that note, I do want to introduce our brand new guest today. Mandy Lynn is here with me. Mandy, thank you so much for being willing to do the show with me and make, make it all work. Yes. Hi, Nathan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, When you asked me to do this, I was like, oh, this would be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and mutual. um, And I know this is probably one of those things where like people listen to podcasts and they're like, oh, that's just what you do. You compliment each other and you be really nice. And then you talk a little bit and you sign off. But um, I think my listeners, at least my regular listeners know at this point, when I compliment something, somebody or compliment an idea, it's coming from a very genuine place. This conversation is driven by genuine, not only curiosity on my part, but but admiration on my part, something that you've done in starting a new photography magazine. And we're going to kind of get into some of the backstory of that and what sets it apart and, and how you're going about the process of building this whole thing in just a second. But I want to give you the opportunity to set this conversation up with just a, a short backstory about your brand, your story as a photographer. Give us an idea of what market you're based in, your specialty and who you're serving there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Mandy. My business is Mermaid Lake Photography. Uh, I'm going in my 14th year right now as a photographer, which is crazy to even think about. Um, I am based in Virginia. I'm about an hour away from DC. My um, What I specialize is in weddings, portrait photography. I do some other stuff kind of on the side, but my specialty is anything related to love, couples, that kind of thing. Um, I... I have two daughters and kind of being a stay-at-home mom while having my photography business is the best of both worlds and I love it so much. And I have ADD and my head is always like running like, what can I do more? (laughs) Um, My husband might say that I'm crazy for it, but it's okay. Like that's how my brain is. I'm always looking for like the next thing. What can I do? What can I do to grow bigger? be bigger, you know, whatever. Um, And so it was a midnight thought of wanting to start a magazine and for photography. And uh, so here I am now on the podcast talking about it, which is insane. (laughs) Well, and it naturally caught my attention because the magazine is called The Boca Effect. And of course, this podcast has a very similar name. So it was kind of fun to to reach out to you and begin this conversation over a brand that certainly has kind of similar naming but ultimately in some ways similar intention and that like you're you're getting into a space that is 
relatively crowded. Um, actually, not even crowded is probably not the right word. There aren't a ton of photography magazines out there, but the ones that have existed um, or the ones that exist currently in the marketplace have been there for a while, kind of doing the same thing for a long time. And I think it was a really interesting opportunity that you capitalized on to do something fresh, to do something different. So we're going to talk more about that in a second. Um, anytime I have somebody on the show who is talking about something other than just photography, I always like to make sure that if they are a photographer to give them their, their business acumen as a photographer props first. So I want to pull up your website real quick first for anybody who's not familiar with Mandy's photography brand, Mermaid Lake Photo. And if you go to mermaidlakephoto.com, um, you can, of course, not only see her website, but also take a look at her work as well. And uh, you can do the same thing on Instagram. Make sure to follow her at Mermaid Lake Photo, just like it sounds, on Instagram. Of course, we'll link to both of these in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. So let's get into this conversation about the magazine, though, because, uh, I mean, this is a pretty massive undertaking, right? The idea of, first of all, ideating, like coming up with the idea behind the magazine itself and then trying to publish it yourself. It's a big, big undertaking. Let's go to the beginning. What was the motivation behind even starting a magazine in the first place? Yeah, so good question. So you have the normal magazines that you'll see like at 7-Eleven. Um, I've had people like in my family that tried starting at like actual magazines and it's a really hard business to get into. Um, and then you have digital magazines that you can make um, kind of like a Canva thing or a Procreate app where you can make beautiful designs and then turn that digital magazine into a hard copy. Um, so that is basically the concept of like what exactly I'm doing. So when you think of a magazine, it is not the kind that you see at 7-Eleven. And I just want to clarify that. Um, so when it came to doing this photography magazine, there are so many out there. Um, it is... It's a pretty awesome thing when you think about being published um, for any kind of vendor, you know, whether you're a venue or a florist, to say that you're published is a huge deal. Um, I have been, I've had the honor of being published in multiple places, whether it's print or in blogs. Um, and to be a business owner saying that you've been published is a huge deal. And kind of how this all started as a midnight thought was I got published front cover of a magazine and it was super awesome to have that happen to begin with. Um, three now, which is so cool. Um, and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, I love doing graphic design. I don't do much of it anymore. Like as a photographer, you don't really do that much graphic design work. Um, I occasionally do with like, um, you know, some marketing stuff for Facebook, that kind of sure. thing. Um, and I was like, I think I could really do this. I think I could make something that's super beautiful and then have it be for photographers to be able to submit their work. And like, I was like, what can I do different though compared to other photographers? Um, just because I didn't want to be like every single one of them, but I also kind of wanted to be in that same idea of like the whole publishing thing, but I knew that I wanted to do something different. So I was like, okay, I'm going to roll with this and we're going to see what happens. Well, but to, to like dig a little bit further, what was it that even made you think I want to do a magazine? Cause you know, the reality and, and we're lucky for it in 2023 opportunities are endless, whether specifically within the photography industry or anywhere else. And fortunately we also have the tools these days. It makes it so much easier to start a business or even in this case to publish a magazine what was it that 
made you specifically want to launch a magazine? Was it just that you loved publishing and so you wanted to be part of that world or was there something else? I think the whole idea behind of it was wanting to have the print option for photographers. So because this podcast is directed towards photographers, I want to highlight on this. If you are not a photographer, this is kind of like a Oh man, I didn't know that that's how it actually is. But because this is dedicated to photographers, um, so how the whole concept behind being published is a huge deal for anyone. Obviously, if you're a photographer, your goal is to be published. Now, let's think that you're a wedding photographer. Let's say you're at a bridal show, whatever it is, you're trying to sell yourself to a photographer. They're like, what can you say to them that would make them want to hire you or sound more appealing or whatever it might be where they might want to book with you right to let's say you're at the bridal show you have a layout of all the places that you've been published um for photographers some of you might know that there are things called badges where it's like as seen on blah 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 as seen on the knot sure um you get the badges the more badges you have the obviously more badass you look like it is, <laughs> it is a phenomenal thing to have like all these places that you've been published in now let's think about it from a bride's perspective okay so a bride will know of like the big things like the knot and you know wedding wire like all those type of things she'll know the big names sure but then you have all the other the blogs, the other magazines that she might not have heard of, but she doesn't really care. What she cares about is to hear the words, my photographer's been published. Like mm. that's what's going through their head, right? So to be published is really freaking hard. <laughs> and I mean, it can be easy, but it's also really hard. So you have those platforms like Two Bright Lights. For those of you that don't know what Two Bright Lights are, it's a program that you can pay for to upload your photos to submit into multiple places. Um, so if you wanted to get into like a big time magazine, sometimes that can take years. And for big time magazines, you can only submit your photos to that one magazine and then you can't use those photos until after they publish it in print, which can take up to three years. There's some companies that like you submit your work and they're like, okay, well, this will be in the 2025 issue for winter. And like, <laughs> and the, so I can't use those pictures on Instagram or mm. Facebook. And like, that's absurd. These pictures are pretty. I want to post them. Yeah. Um, so that's what's really frustrating about getting published. And a lot of people and a lot of photographers don't realize that until they start to dive into the publishing world of, okay, where can I submit my stuff? Um, where can it be seen? You have exclusive magazines and blogs, and then you have non-exclusive. Exclusive means those pictures are exclusively just for that company. Then you have non-exclusive where they don't care if your pictures are published on Instagram or Facebook prior. Um, so the whole thing going back to like what a bride might think or what a client might think is they don't care where you've been published. And so I really wanted to start this magazine for any kind of photographer. 
doesn't matter if you have 56 followers on Instagram. It doesn't matter if you have 40,000 followers on Instagram. It doesn't matter what kind of style photography you're in, whether it's light and bright, dark and moody, light and airy, whatever it might be. I really wanted this magazine to be a place where photographers could come to, to publish their beautiful work, to be seen, to be seen by other like-minded photographers, like in the industry, um, and to be able to have that I've been published. Mm. I've been published not only like just to say I've been published, but to be able to have the badge to show I've been published, to be able to hold the magazine in your hands, which obviously as a photographer, even as a client, when you're holding a product in your hand, that's what sells you. Um, You know, if you're a wedding photographer, you're trying to sell people wedding magazine, they're like, or not a wedding magazine, I'm sorry, a wedding album. They're like, eh, nah, I can make one of those on Shutterfly myself. But then Mm. with the magazine, themselves they're like oh crap now i understand why i need to spend a thousand dollars on a wedding magazine because i can't make one of these myself um so it's kind of the same concept with the magazine of being able to have that in print to be able to have in your studio or hung up on your wall for your clients to see oh my gosh like my photographer was in a magazine doesn't matter if it's a big huge magazine or one that's just for photographers. It doesn't matter to them. It matters to see the work in print. Like that's a huge deal. And so that's kind of like the concept behind all of this that I wanted any kind of photographer to just feel loved and appreciated and seen and not have to go through, you know, every single obstacle to actually get there, even waiting years for that to come. Like I've published so many things now where I'm still waiting and it says that they're, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for them. <laughs> You're talking about with other magazines. Um, other magazines, yeah. Like some of the big time magazines I submitted years ago from yeah. other wedding style shoots that I did and it says that they're under review. And I'm like, okay, like two years later, like when are you going to submit my stuff? And that's not fun because I can't use any of those pictures on Instagram or Facebook right now to advertise my business. And they're some of like my prettiest work, which is why I'm trying to get them published. Um, So that's why like I really wanted to start this magazine because I don't care if it's been seen somewhere else. I don't care if you already have it on Instagram and Facebook. This magazine isn't for me. It's for every other photographer out there that struggles with exactly what I struggle with, with when we're waiting to be published all this time. And I want it published right now for them. Like when I want something, I am a, I want it right now kind of a girl. And it's a really bad mentality to have, but then it's also a really good one, depending like how you look at it. Exactly. I want it now. And that is essentially what I did with this magazine, not just for me to start it, but for everyone else. <laughs> That's good, though. I, I mean, really, just to kind of sum things up here, your mission was to provide a platform for photographers to be able to be published a lot more easily than they would be published elsewhere, not just because of you know the name of a big brand magazine, but just the process that you have to go through. I love that. I love that. I love a mission-driven business. Uh, photographers edit, for example, I'm obsessed with the significance of time that, that, you know, the minimal amount of time that we have in our lives and how to ultimately be able to capitalize on that. And so having an editing company means that not only did I ultimately create freedom and flexibility for myself as a business owner, but I was able to give that to other photographers as well. 
And that's really cool. It's one thing to make money. It's cool you create a business to make some money, but it's another thing to be able to make some money doing something that's actually having a really important impact on people's lives. And I love that you've created a magazine that does just that for the sake of photographers. So major props to you. I, I love the mission behind it. Now, when, when we consider the fact that, or the reality that there are other photography magazines and you're considering getting into this marketplace and saying, okay, I'm, I know there are other photography magazines, but I'm going to launch a photography magazine myself. The mission's amazing, but just like if somebody was to pick up, to, to pick up your magazine and, and one of the other popular photography magazines and compare the two, how, what, what, how would you sum up the difference that they would notice between yours and these other magazines? What is yeah, kind of your brand question. position really like we talk about here on the show a lot? Yeah. So when you look at other photography magazines, like some of the ones that I've been publishing, they're all the same. Um, beautiful, but all the same where a bunch of pictures are kind of just thrown into a magazine um, in a beautiful layout. Um, but there's nothing really that other photographers are getting from the magazine except for their work being published, which already is the huge thing that they're doing it to begin with. But what I really wanted to do going into the magazine was I wanted to bring something else to the table. And so a lot of the photography magazines, there's no articles in them. Um, and when you think of a magazine, you think of like words, you think about reading, like whenever you see someone reading a magazine on the bus or on a plane or whatever, like People are typically reading something in a magazine. Um, photographer magazines, there's typically not any articles in them. Like I said, they're just pictures. Um, so what I did with mine was I did the pictures that you have from each photographer, but then I'm also making it so each issue has an article to go with it. That way, whoever the photographer is or whoever it is that is related to business, an entrepreneur or a photographer, whoever it is, can have their spotlight in the article um, to bring something to the table for other photographers or entrepreneurs to learn something, to get something from it. Um, so like for instance, the very first issue um, I wrote the article for, I was like, okay, well, this is the very first one. I don't know who's gonna write an article, so I'm gonna do it. I'm going to set the tone. This is exactly like how I'm going to do it. So for the very first um, issue, I did community over competition. I'm a huge believer in community over competition. There are enough clients for everyone. I'm all about supporting other photographers, not even just other photographers, but other vendors. But the competition is the vendors that you're working with. So other photographers, right? Um, I did some education like beforehand, style photo shoots where people would come and like learn from me or shoot like with me, that kind of thing. Um, so I dive into community over competition and why it's a good thing for your business. So photographers who are buying the magazine that, um, that they're issued in, they can also learn something from the magazine too and get something from it and like, oh, wow, that's a really good like concept. I should really start taking that into my own business because I can gain from it. Um, and then like my second issue, um, I had Joshua Tree Photography. Um, she wrote an issue, or sorry, she wrote an article about um, like what to do with the downtime during winter when you're not really booking, how to work on your business. What can you do during this downtime to grow, for your business to look better, for your website to look better, for your social media to look better? What can you do? And so she gave a bunch of tips. It was also really funny. Like she did a really good job writing the article. And as I'm reading it, I'm, as a photographer myself, I'm like, wow, 
she did a really good job writing this. Now I want to go do some of this stuff. And some of it's like, you might already be doing some of that stuff, but then she gives kind of a different like insight to it. And then she also adds on to it. Um, so that's kind of the same thing about that. And for my next issue, you are actually writing it and it's gonna be about outsourcing um, and other photographers. A lot of photographers don't outsource. I am one of those photographers myself and being a stay at home mom, like I'm wanting to be with my children all the time. And I really want to start outsourcing my photography and I haven't dived into that yet. So I'm really excited. I'm gonna write the article myself, just for you, Mandy. Listen. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about is I want other photographers to get something from it. So that way they're not getting just their work in a magazine, but they can also learn something from it. <laughs> well, you know, I, when I think about the magazines that I've looked at over the years, and, and I honestly haven't gotten a photography magazine in a long time, um, and yours most recently was just really a fresh, really a breath of fresh air when it comes to the idea of a photography magazine for a couple of different reasons. So one, when I think back to some of these other magazines that have been around for longer, they'll, they will have articles, but actually visually, they weren't especially appealing. In fact, back in the day as a, as a wedding photographer in particular, I would, one of my favorite magazines to go to like Barnes and Noble and, and get a copy of, or just sit and look at there at the store was W Magazine. You ever looked at W Magazine? I haven't, but I've heard about it. I highly recommend it. And I, I think they've kind of changed their design and format a little bit over the years. But back in the day, it was number one, a very large format and kind of an unusual format too, which was really smart on their part because it made it stick out in comparison to the other magazines. It was much large, larger than, the, than your typical magazine. Much of the content inside was very minimalist in nature and that it was image centric, but just a little bit of text. And even the ads themselves were also beautifully designed. Again, image centric, minimal amount of text. So from a visual standpoint, it was an extremely inspiring magazine to look at. And that was a large reason why I even looked at it in the first place was just visual inspiration. And it was really exciting for that reason. A lot of photography magazines, um, and I won't name names, but in recent years, some of the ones that have been more popular over the last say decade to 15 years, they will have articles in there, but the images are relatively small. And then there's tons and tons and tons of advertising, which to me just kind of clutters up the magazine. And I realize they have to figure out a way to pay for the magazine and ultimately make it profitable in some way. But the approach to that was just, I think, very poor, especially from a design standpoint. And, you know, here we are, they are here they are building a magazine for photographers who are visual in nature. And yet, ironically, visually, it looked pretty bad. So one of the things that drew me to your magazine when, when I first got a chance to see a copy of it was the visual element. And in fact, there, the, uh, in fact, if I, let me just do this, I'm going to share Can I, can I just pull up the preview on blurb real quick to, to show the audience? Sure. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm going to do this. And of course we'll link to this in the show notes uh, at bocapodcast.com for everybody uh, who's curious and we'll give more information about where you can get a copy of the magazine here in just a little bit. But as, as we're looking at this here, and I know it's a little bit small format, but you'll get the idea. I mean, even just the, the cover for that matter to me is, is beautiful in that it is image centric and super, super minimalist. So I'm not, you know, when you go to, you talk about going to a, a convenience store or a drugstore and you're looking at a magazine, it's just inundated with so much text on that cover that it takes away from the visual appeal. I love that you took a super minimalist approach to this. And then as I get into the magazine, 
certainly there's an article and where, where you're talking about the significance of community over competition, but then immediately I get to these very minimalist layouts where it's super image centric, just a little bit of text that they, that the viewer can look at if they want to, or they don't have to, they could just appreciate the beautiful photography. And this is a large part for me anyway, of why this was this magazine, such a brush breath of fresh air is that it is so image centric and I'm not having to constantly comb through, like wade through paragraphs of text all over the place, whether it's from an ad um, or, you know, just a super busy article where the images are small and I'm just reading through a lot of text. This is stunning. And as a visually oriented person, much like most photographers, I, I would hope are, this is going to be a really appealing format. So I just that in and of itself to me made it stand out. This to me is a lot more like the W magazine experience than again, I won't name names, but some of the popular magazines over the years, this to me is, is much more enjoyable as uh, a photographer, by the way, shout out to Kia Marie, who's been on the show. Um, and she's a really cool person. Got a feature in there in the magazine, but I, I just really love this from a design standpoint, Mandy, because it just by itself. I mean, I, I know your mission, I think is a beautiful thing and it was cool to get that context, but from a design standpoint, a visual standpoint, this magazine immediately stands out in comparison to the existing magazines. And I think you did a beautiful job with that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> They're kind of same thing with like you were saying with other magazines, won't name names. Um, as a photographer, like I know as a creative mind and like what looks good you know that kind of thing some of the magazines i've seen they put you know a really really bright picture like the light and bright kind of photography right next to like dark and moody pictures and i'm just like this page doesn't look good i don't want to print my i don't want to print the feature that i'm in because it doesn't look good next to other stuff so what i wanted to do with this magazine is i wanted everything to look good together and um as you come to like the end of this issue and my next issues, I have other photographers paired next to a different photographer, but I have the colors matching in a way where it looks good. Um, it goes together. It's the same type of, type of editing style. Um, that way it just, it looks beautiful to look at. Um, so that's what I really wanted to do different um, compared to other magazines I've looked yeah. at because, you know, you want it to look pretty. Um, you want someone to really enjoy looking at it. And um, so that's what I kind of did different. And like, um, so that was the first issue that you just pulled up. And then um, I have issue two. I actually have them both right here. See, like when you have them in your hands, like it's so awesome. I'm just like, yes, I made these. Like these are so cool. <laughs> and um, so like with issue one, like I did um, two pages of an article and then like with issue two, I'm like, okay, here's the first issue. Now, what am I going to do to make it better? So as I was making issue two, I'm looking at issue one. I'm like, okay, I'm going to change this text a little bit. You know what? I want a bigger article. So like for issue two, I did a four page article instead of a two page article, you know, that kind of thing. And then I made some text a little bit different. Um, but yeah, like it is so cool. So like the first issue, um, is a tiny bit smaller. And then the second issue is a little bit bigger. Um, we are getting more photographers for each issue, which is super cool. Um, I think we've had a total of like six different countries involved so far, which like, come on, that's like freaking awesome. Um, that is so cool in itself to like have 
Um, I know with the first issue, we had 12 photographers, three countries, and seven states involved. Um, so that was really cool. And then um, for our second issue, we had 14 photographers, four countries, and eight states involved. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome in itself. It I is know awesome. For my and I will say, too, even just looking at the as you're holding the magazine, that second issue, just visually, again, it's so lovely. I mean, minimal amount of text yes. on the cover, full page image on the back cover it's it's just absolutely stunning so i again major props and and just to be clear for everybody listening in mandy didn't ask for this commercial and promotion like i i'm just a huge fan <laughs> of what i'm seeing and so um I'm, i want to promote it and i told her earlier i'm like I, I just want photographers to hear about this magazine so that she can get it out there and get some traffic so we'll, we'll talk in just a second about how they can get access to copies of the magazine um, by the way, for those of you that are live streaming, don't be shy. Jump in, comment, ask questions. Uh, Katrina earlier said, hey, Mandy, how awesome to see you again. Katrina Cross Photography. And uh, Sue from YouTube says hello from Sun Valley, Idaho. Hey, Sue, thanks for joining us again. And I know there are others live streaming with us, so don't be shy. Ask questions, comment um, here as we round out the conversation. Just a little bit of a backstory. I don't want to get into the weeds too much for the, the photographers listening in, Mandy, but just to give them a little bit of context in case they're curious. What did the process from ideation, like where you had the idea for the magazine to actually getting that first version published, what did that, what did that process look like and roughly how long did that take? Yeah. So, um, my midnight thought of starting this magazine, I'm like, how do I do this? I'm like, well, same way I did my normal photography business, same way any business would do it. You start to advertise. So I immediately made a Facebook page with nothing on it. And I immediately made an Instagram page. I'm like, okay, now I need a logo. We're gonna make a logo. How are we gonna make a logo? We're gonna figure it out. So I started doing research. Well, I mean, I made my own logo. I know how to make a logo, but it was the concept of how do I want to make the logo? I wanna make it simple. I wanna make it look modern, classy, you know, we're going to figure this out. And um, so that's what I did. I started uploading the logo onto Instagram, the logo on Facebook, found the cover photo, and then started to invite my photography friends. Now, as it's a photographer's magazine, that's the whole concept is to have all the photographers join. Um, family wants to come in? Sure, come on in. Are you going to submit pictures? No, not necessarily, but they're pretty to look at so you can join. <laughs> um, so it was, now I have my Facebook friends. And by the way, how involved. long ago was did, did this process start? Guys, I just want to give people a rough idea of how long the process took. So <laughs> the midnight thought, <laughs> I had about 14 photographers, or sorry, 12 photographers for the first issue. Um, that was about a three, four day process of finding those photographers. Um, some of them were a few people that I knew like locally to me or in a couple different states. Um, but then it was reaching out to other photographers. Sure. I would go on Instagram, I would go on Facebook and I would say, Hey, my name's Mandy with Mermaid Lake Photography. I just started a photographer's magazine like out of the blue. Your work is phenomenal. I wanted to see if you would be interested in having your work featured mm. in our magazine. Yep. Um, and like you'll get a badge to have on your website, your social media. You'll be able to say that you've been in print and you'll be able to buy a copy to have like for your studio. Um, so that's kind of like how that happened. Um, and from the and time that you came up with the idea for the magazine to, to actually getting that first version or first uh, issue published, what roughly how long? Two, three months, four months? Or was it a really quick process? 
So it was actually a really quick process. So I love graphic design work. Um, it's something that it's not work for me. It's fun for me. Sure. Like my husband like you need to go to bed like you need to put this down like you need to do you need to do something else i'm like but this is me time like i'm enjoying it sure. like i love this like this is fun for me um that was probably like a a week and a half or two week process i would say wow. um from, yeah from like finding the photographers like i wrote the article myself i did that like in a day and then um Part of like the thing, as any photographer knows, is you want to have the correct like vendor information for each picture. Mm. Um, you want to credit to everyone involved because if not, that's not fair. You know, as a photographer, we know when clients post our pictures without like our name on it, it's kind of like a oh, why'd you do that to me? Um, so that's the same concept with the magazine is I'm wanting to give credit for everyone. Um, so like for issue two was the theme was love. So we had some weddings involved in there. So it was important to get all the vendors involved with each, um, each picture from each wedding, um, hair, people, makeup, people, floors, venue, whatever. Um, and then a great thing for them too, is they're now getting published, not just the photographer, but the makeup person's getting published. Now they yeah. can have copy for their their studio too um so that's kind of how the process started with that and that's how i've been going into it well and and props to you for moving so quickly too because i know a lot of times when it's one thing to have an well first of all even the fact that you got it published that it, you didn't just have an idea but you actually made it a thing i have to give you props for because way too many people have ideas it's one thing to have an idea it's another thing to actually do the thing and so you did the thing and I love that, but I love it even more that you worked quick to make it happen. Of course, part of what enabled that was the fact that you would love graphic design. So you didn't mind spending time on it, but I, I love that you work so quickly. And again, I think it's also testimony to the fact that we've got these tools available to us now as photographers, as entrepreneurs that enable us also to work pretty quickly, right? Whether it's the communication tools or the graphic design tools, the publishing tools, et cetera. The reality is we have access to some really powerful stuff. And if we can come up with a good idea and we're willing to put the time and effort into it, we can make that a reality in a relatively short amount of time, relatively being the emphasis I, I realize because it's going to differ from project to project. But I, again, I have a lot of respect for how quickly you moved. Sue actually from YouTube, she says, how do you choose from or choose whom or what to include in your magazine? How do you go about that, that process of choosing Mandy? Yeah, good question, Sue. So um, as I was saying at the beginning, the concept behind this magazine was to make it so any kind of photographer could be involved. Um, you could be just starting or you could, you know, have 50 followers on Instagram to having 40,000 followers on Instagram or more or less. doesn't matter. Um, my goal of reaching out was to try to find people of all different, you know, themes, genres, whatever. Like I just wanted it all to be different. I wanted everything to be cool and different. So like the first theme was winter. I'm like, okay, well, I want some animals in there, like with some snow in the background. I want some couples. I want some children. Like I want to have fun with this. So that's how I kind of went about doing it is I was trying to find photographers not necessarily, you know, a specific cookie cutter. Like this is what I want. It had nothing to do with that. It was more of wow, this picture is so neat. I want you to be able to have this like in a magazine and to have it published. And I want this to be in this magazine for everyone to see and for me to be able to say, this photographer 
believed in me, believed and trusted the process that I was going to put this into a magazine and make something beautiful out of it. And so that's kind of how I went with selecting people. Um, now, when it comes to like future issues and stuff like that. So as this magazine grows, the whole thing I'm not going to be reaching out to other photographers. When you start something, you have to advertise, you have to do the digging to try to like get those clients in the sense for me, my clients are the photographers. So I had to do a lot of reaching out to people. Um, now, when I was reaching out to people, I would explain to them, if you want to be published in future issues and stuff like that, if you follow our Instagram and Facebook, you'll see future issues that you'll be able to submit into. So like on Facebook, I had our next theme was weddings. So I would say, here's the theme for weddings. Um, this is the deadline. Post a few pictures that are your favorite. If you get selected, you'll get an email from me or a message from me. Um, and that's how the process kind of went from there. Um, now, it's not, I've had a couple people kind of ask similar questions like, well, how do I know, like, if I get choosed or like, am I good enough? That kind of thing. Sometimes it has. It has nothing to do with, oh, I'm a terrible photographer. This isn't really going to get published, that kind of thing. It all has to do with what looks good in the magazine next to other stuff. So like a sure. photographer could submit 10 pictures, but some of those pictures for my ODD head or ADD head and all my stuff like that um, is I am... I'm wanting everything to look nice together, the colors to flow. And I might only put two of their pictures, not because the rest of the pictures looked bad or they weren't good enough. It had nothing to do with that. It has to do with what looks good in the magazine, with how many pictures are in there, what looks good next to other people's pictures, um, that kind of thing. And having yeah. everything be symmetrical. Yeah, um, love that look good <laughs> well yeah and, and to that point actually Sharonda on on the youtube she says hello from dallas your book is beautiful mandy and thank um, you yeah i would i would certainly agree i mean again i think this is one of the things that enables it to stand out and there's based on your description just now there's obviously a lot of intention that goes into that so i think it's a cool thing we've been having this kind of conversation with with our team as of late but i think it's a cool thing when we lead with intention and then get to see the results of that intention and especially when it comes to positioning ourselves in a busy or somewhat busy marketplace, whether it's photographers positioning themselves as a brand within a sea of photographers, or in your case, a new magazine and a sea of magazines, we've got to do something different in order to stand out. And when we're intentional about that, then we're likely going to be able to see some pretty positive results from that. And again, I hope that, that now as you're getting launched and you begin to build this thing, that it turns into a much bigger opportunity, not only for you, but ultimately for the photographers that you're building this for. And again, I love that mission that it's driven by a mission as well. So yeah. I guess this brings us to the kind of last and certainly not the least, but, but the last question, which is how do photographers, what's the best way for photographers to learn more about the magazine and ultimately get a copy if they want to? Yeah, good question. Um, so we um, set up an Instagram and Facebook. They're both the same handle. It's the Boca Effect magazine. Um, nothing short, like the full thing. That way it's easy to find. Um, so definitely follow, especially the Facebook. That's where a lot of the interactions happening with photographers commenting, um, that kind of thing. So follow there for sure. Um, Instagram, I will also share people's uh, work on our Instagram and the Facebook. 
Um, so that's how you would go about doing that process. Um, on the Instagram and Facebook, there, yep, there it is. Um, you will also see links to the magazines. Um, once the magazines go live, you will see the link to be able to purchase them. Um, so with this magazine, there are no ads. There's nothing in it. There's no fee. I've told photographers, they're kind of like, okay, like what's the catch? What do I have to do? What do I have to pay? I'm like there is no catch at all. The whole thing behind this is to just have have a pretty place for photographers to come drop their pictures and have it be in print like you're not having to pay a thing um, it's just your time with giving me your pictures which could be a quick process um, so that's how that would work um, and then to actually get a copy of the magazine though they just want to go to blurb is that right um, so the links on there, it is attached to Blurb. Um, you can either go to Blurb's website and type in the Boca Effect magazine, um, but I also have the links available on the website. Um, there should even be, you should be able to see both on there. Oh, you probably have the link just for that one issue, um, but both issues are on there currently. I'm in the process of making issue three right now, which will be available soon. Um, so all of the issues will be public on that one website, which is awesome. Um, and that is basically how to support the magazine is to buy the, you know, kind of like any author, if someone were to write a book, if your friend were to write a book and be published, the best way to help support a small business owner is to help. Um, so same thing, like if you're a client, like help share the word. You don't have to buy anything. Just help share. Help share on Facebook. Help share Instagram. Um, I know the photographers, they're obviously sharing their work. So that's how they're getting noticed. Yeah. That's how it getting noticed. But the best way to support is to to be a part of it in any way, whether it's purchasing or sharing. Well, and, and you know, I think it's, I know that the price point is a little bit higher than a typical magazine, but for like in exchange for that higher price point, what we get is a magazine that visually is so much more enjoyable than having to comb through pages of ads that frankly, in many cases, look like they were designed back in 1993. Like some of the stuff in these photography magazines, it's just so bad, it's so dated. So I love that we've got a fresh option here for the photo industry. Props to you for not only seeing the opportunity, but taking the initiative, doing something that is mission-driven, that's ultimately to serve photographers. But in the meantime, visually is enjoyable to actually engage with as well. And of course, we'll link to all these resources in the show notes at bocapodcast.com uh, for everybody listening in if you're, you're curious. And Mandy, I, I really appreciate you being willing to take some time today just to kind of share with everybody kind of the backstory behind this, ultimately share the intention and the mission as well. And I hope those listening in and watching will ultimately go download a copy and uh, spread the word about the magazine too. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Nathan. It's been great.